Hi guys, and welcome back to our Four Better Days 2024 reset and refresh. Today is day three, and we're going to talk all about healthy habits that will help elevate your routine in 2024. One thing I love about the new year is the ability to just start fresh. You have a clean slate. I've mentioned it before. You have 363 days left of this year since it's a leap year and we had an additional day added to our calendar. So you have so much time to incorporate new habits, new routines, modifications to previous habits or routines that you've had previously in the past year or so, and really do whatever you can to make this year the best year yet so that you come out literally winning on top. Like you're basically gonna become the best version of you. The habits that I will be sharing in this episode are habits that I have implemented in my life or habits that I want to implement into my life in this coming year. All of these habits are honestly, some are small, some are big, but all of them will help you thrive and become the best version of yourself this year and really just improve your overall quality of life. But anyways, welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, welcome. I'm so excited you're here. I'm so excited you are joining our little Four Better Days community. I'm here to help you literally reinvent yourself and become the absolute best version of yourself that you can become and continue becoming over the course of your time with us in the Four Better Days community. But let's just go right ahead and get into healthy habits that are going to help you elevate your routine in 2024. You guys already know I'm all about my habits. I'm all about my routines. I have so many episodes talking all about your morning routines, evening routines, healthy habits, and so much more. So this episode is really just me sharing with you guys my top 20 habits that I have implemented or am wanting to, again, implement this year that have absolutely revolutionized my life especially in 2023 most of the habits that i'm going to be talking about i have likely implemented within the last year or two number one is my sunrise alarm clock best gift ever but also if i had bought in this i would still continue to say the same thing i wanted the hatch sunrise alarm clock for so long and when my parents gifted it for me for my birthday last year i almost shed a tear because i was so excited i had such a hard time waking up early in miami my schedule was always wonky i couldn't get myself up and out of bed at the time i would like to even if i was getting sufficient enough sleep just because my bedroom was so dark in the morning and when i tell you this light or this alarm clock brings in so much light to your room that you actually sometimes think the sun is rising right next to you. It has helped me set a routine, set a routine sleep schedule, go to bed on time, wake up on time. You can customize it, but also I know the hatch alarm clock is a little pricey. I was just at where was I? I was just at Marshall's yesterday, literally yesterday, and there is a Brookstone brand alarm clock that's similar to the hatch. It's a sunrise alarm clock for $20. So you can find so many, I don't even want to say dupes because it's literally just a alarm clock, but you can find so many sunrise alarm clocks anywhere else at Target, on Amazon. We'll likely sell something similar, especially Target and Amazon and Marshalls and all of those types of stores for so much cheaper than the hatch alarm clock. I can't talk about any other ones just because I only have had experience with the hatch alarm clock, but trust me when I tell you it has made my life 10 times better 
Kind of following with that, number two are morning steps and sunlight. I have been the biggest hot girl walk fan for the last three years, literally since 2020 when we were all quarantined inside of our house, when I just graduated college, when I hadn't started my job yet, my family and I were going on walks just like everyone else or just like most people. I don't think I had ever walked that much in my entire life in a given year, even in a given week or month or whatever. I was sometimes going on 10 mile walks, six mile walks, three mile walks, 15 minute walks. But when I switched to doing walks in the morning, waking up, getting ready, getting outside, or even honestly, my mom just got a walking desk pad for her standing desk and I use her standing desk during the work week since she goes into the office and it has completely changed my work life too like getting morning steps in the morning if it's too cold for me to go outside or maybe if I woke up a little later or whatever it may be morning steps amazing it wakes you up it gets you up it gets your day started especially sunlight whether it's a sunrise alarm clock or regular sunlight I will say regular sunlight does it better because it's obviously natural but getting in fresh air morning light and morning steps completely have changed my life i'm less dependent on my phone i used to wake up immediately scroll on my phone for the next 30 to 45 minutes before getting my day started but ever since i've just slowly started waking up with my alarm clock getting myself up and out of the house getting fresh air getting my steps it's a complete game changer Number three is creating a weekly menu. Now, you guys, if you follow me on Instagram or on TikTok, you have probably seen me talk about like me, my weekly meal plans and stuff like that. Now, a little footnote to this is I don't always follow it to a T, but it really does help you plan out your week around maybe if you have events or meetings, but also in the sense that creating a weekly menu helps you know exactly what you need to buy from the grocery store so that you're not overspending, overbuying, and letting things go to waste. Because before I started implementing this, and I've done this for, again, the past three years now, before I started doing this, like when I was in college, I would just kind of think of meals off the top of my head and I would let so many fruits and veggies just get moldy or rotten or squishy or gross because I forgot about them or I would be more impromptu and just make a frozen dinner or some mac and cheese or something like that and not eat the groceries that I was buying which was causing me to spend a lot more money than I needed to and I was wasting so much food and I hate wasting food creating a weekly menu is so easy and it doesn't have to be complicated I pretty much try to choose anywhere from like two to three breakfasts a week two to three lunches and two to three dinners all depending on the amount of things I have going on that week so say it's a birthday maybe it's my birthday or a family member's birthday we typically go out to dinner for their birthday so maybe I will keep that in mind when I'm making a meal plan and maybe put for Tuesday that I'm going out to eat for dinner because we're going to celebrate somebody's birthday over the weekend my schedule is obviously more flexible i'm either like hanging out with friends or family or we're out and about so i might not always eat all my meals at home so maybe i already know typically at least right now in my routine sunday mornings or saturday mornings my family and i go out to a coffee shop we get coffee and breakfast so i already know that and i plug that into my meal plan that way i'm not 
buying more things for meals that I know I won't be eating at at home. Creating a weekly menu has also helped me find new recipes and enjoy cooking and enjoy the process of cooking and eat things that I typically wouldn't eat because I'm trying new things and finding new things. I wish my parents would have done this more when I was growing up. We did it kind of here and there, like it wasn't something we did all the time, but I got so tired of just eating chicken <laughs> growing up. Basically every week it was the same rotation of the same like two or three meals and it was so boring sometimes. And this allows you to have more fun and explore and be more creative. So if you're interested in food or, you know, budgeting for your groceries for the week or just not wasting food or anything like that, creating a weekly menu will literally improve your life so, so much. Number four is moisturizing after every shower and not just like in the summertime, like do this after every shower, especially in the wintertime, your skin is going to get so dry. You don't want to neglect your skin for an entire season or two seasons until like people start seeing your legs. Like I know, I'm not gonna lie, I don't always shave my legs in the winter. Why? Because no one's gonna see them. I'm gonna be wearing leggings or sweatpants or covering up my legs because the likelihood of me wearing shorts and skirts is not that high in the winter time. But I still make sure once I'm out of the shower, one of my habits is to immediately dry myself off and moisturize my body. That way I don't get any aches or cracks in my skin or anything like that. I wanna make sure my skin is soft all the time. Number five, I talked about this in yesterday's episode, it's about goals and having action plans for the big yearly goals that you have. So number five is having a top three to five goals per month. What are three to five things that you really wanna focus on in a month, in a given month. And I like to do this at the start of every month. I like to go through my yearly goals and figure out like, okay, how can I make sure I'm gonna achieve all of these things? So maybe my goal is, for example, in 2024, one of my goals is to also read 30 plus books in the year. I don't care if it's 30, I don't care if it's 35, but if my goal is to read 30 books, that means I have to read approximately two and a half books per month, which I know for me is doable. So one of my top three to five goals, maybe for that month or each month, would be to read two and a half books minimum per month to make sure I'm moving forward and working towards achieving my goal of reading 30 books because I don't want it to happen towards the end of the year. I might have like eight books left in three month, three weeks left of the year and have no time at all to read that many books. Number six is to schedule workouts in advance, especially if you want to become a morning person and say you don't feel like investing in a sunrise alarm clock. If you schedule your workouts to be morning workouts, so like a 6 a.m., a 7 a.m., an 8 a.m., those will likely make you more of a morning person, especially if you go to a place like a Pilates studio, a yoga studio, a cycle bar, not so much the gym. You typically will get penalized if you cancel within less than 12 hours or if you don't show up. You might have like a fee. I know for my Pilates studio, if I cancel with less than 12 hours in advance, I have to pay, I think it's like $12. And if I just don't show up to the class, I think it's like $15. I don't want to be penalized and I don't want to be paying more for an already expensive membership. So I'm going to make sure my butt is at that workout class at 6 a.m., at 7 a.m., at 8 a.m. 
This really just helps you also plan around your schedule. If you have evening workouts, you know if you're in school, well maybe you can't get started with your homework until 7 because your workout goes from 5.30 to 6.30 or something like that. It helps you plan around your day, but it also makes sure you're getting your body moving and an added benefit if you want to try waking up early, do morning workouts and make sure you're not paying all those penalty fees by actually getting your butt to the workout class. Number seven are morning pages. This is something I actually want to get into. I want to read the book, The Artist Way, which is a book that everyone loves and raves about. And basically it helps you kind of get unstuck, get creative again, especially for those that are like artistic in some sense of the form, whether you're creative in the sense of videography, social media, or you make pottery or you're a painter or stuff like that. This kind of helps you just write down things so morning pages are basically right when you wake up in the morning i want to put my journal or a notebook right next to my bed and it's just supposed to be a stream of pages you write down for either like 10 minutes or you just try to have a goal of writing three pages i want to say three pages is like the goal of it I need to do a little bit more research on that for my own personal references because I want to start doing this. But people say it has literally changed their life because it's just a stream of consciousness. It's not like journaling about your future or it doesn't necessarily have to be journaling about your future. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a dear diary type of thing either. It can just literally be you writing about anything and everything as long as you do three pages every single morning. And I just want to see how I feel after starting doing it. Number eight, this one might seem a little silly, to be like a habit but it's having a feel-good playlist there's so many times in my day where i'm just doing stuff in a complete silence and while i think it's great to do things in silence and be alone with you and yourself and your thoughts sometimes you just want to have some good background music going on i want to start creating like my own feel-good playlist maybe i'll even consider doing like a for better days feel good playlist or something like that let me know if you're interested or would be interested in creating like a collaborative playlist where a whole bunch of us can just add music that we like and that makes us feel good so this way when i'm just kind of doing busy work at my desk i can just put on this playlist and get me in a good mood or if i'm folding laundry and i don't feel like listening to a podcast i can put on my feel good playlist just whenever i'm doing something and i want a little mood boost Put on my feel-good playlist and just make my day 10 times better. Number nine, this is something I focused heavily, emphasis on the heavily in 2023. I've always been very well in like my dental care and cleaning my teeth, but I was always one of those people that lied to the dentist and I'm sure many of you do the same thing when they ask you, do you floss daily? I was like, yeah. These people knew I was lying. My teeth, my gums were like inflamed and puffy and red. Like they knew I was not flossing my teeth every single day. Around July of this year, I became very anal about my teeth and making sure I was flossing twice a day, brushing my teeth. I even bought like a special toothbrush that's like very gentle on your gums so you're not irritating them. I'm 
tongue scraping, I'm mouth rinsing, like I'm doing all my teeth things, I'm doing all my teeth and dental care because I just want to make sure my teeth are good. I like a nice white clean big smile so I want to do whatever I can to make sure it stays that way but plus taking care of your oral, of your mouth and all of that stuff really helps with the rest of your body. It helps make sure you don't have bad breath, it can help you digest more food, it can reduce the amount of bacteria in your mouth and in your system so it's really important to take care of your teeth and it's really simple and really easy and this whole routine that I have of teeth care at night and in the morning takes no more than six minutes like that's maybe a total combined 15 minutes max like that's pushing it I really want to say it's closer to 10 minutes a day of taking care of my teeth like that is nothing in the grand scheme of things number 11 is keeping my space clean I've always been very organized but in times of stress or worry or you know, a busy or chaotic season of my life, sometimes my place gets a little messy. I might have clothes everywhere. My clothes might not get folded. I might just have a whole bunch of random stuff literally just thrown around my bedroom or around my space. Keeping my space clean helps keep my mind clean and clear and focused because when my space is a mess, all I can think about is how my bedroom is disorganized, how my sheets need to be washed, how my closet is a mess and I can barely open it, and I'm not able to actually focus on the things that I am needing to focus on or the things that I'm currently working on. So keeping my space clean, even though if it's not perfectly clean, like 99% of the time, like if your space is generally clean, it's gonna help you focus so much more. Number 11 is having a physical planner and or to-do list and actually using it. I've tried the digital planners, didn't really work out for me. If it works out for you, perfect. But so many of us, you know, buy planners and buy journals and buy notebooks and buy calendars because they're cute stationary things that we just, you know, our eyes were just drawn to them at the store, but we don't use it. Why have a planner or a to-do list that's just going to sit and collect dust and you know, get thrown out at the end of the year because it's likely for that year. Ever since I have made it a habit of mine to make a daily to-do list, I have been able to get so many things done and so much more done in my day than I previously had because I have like a checklist, like I'm constantly checking things off. Once I check something off, I'm looking at the next thing, like what else can I do? If I finish my entire to-do list before the end of the day, I might pull stuff from like, tomorrow's to-do list or Friday's to-do list or whatever just so that I can make sure I'm getting as much stuff done as I can and I'm not procrastinating as much but also make sure to keep any to-do list to a minimum like you don't want to have a to-do list of like 12 things because it's most likely impossible to get all of those things done unless you're putting like make your bed and brush your teeth and wash your hair and stuff like that. I would keep it no more than like six items. I like to keep it between like five and eight sometimes if I'm pushing it, but really like anywhere from the three to six range. That way you're actually focused and getting things done. And physical planners are great because you get a week-long view or a month-long view and you break down those week and month-long views into your daily to-do list to make sure you're getting everything done that you need to get done. Number 12 is tracking my spending. I kind of started this this year and then completely forgot about it around June and remembered about it again in November, but didn't feel like going back in time and like putting in my like 
tracking and all of that stuff for the months that I missed. So I'm really making it a goal of mine and I'm going to put an effort into doing this in 2024 because I know sometimes I recklessly spend. I know I probably spend too much on treating myself to coffees and matchas and things of that nature, especially around the holidays. I see something, I buy it for myself or I buy it for other people, but I want to make sure I'm saving money. I'm able to live the life that I want to live. I'm putting money towards my retirement. So I want to better myself at tracking my spending. I've been watching Carter Sullivan on YouTube who does a phenomenal job of tracking her spending on a weekly basis and she just takes like 30 minutes on a Friday to go through all of her expenses through the previous week and that's all it takes. It doesn't take that much time but if you think about it sometimes you think things take longer than they do but that small habit of 30 minutes on a Friday morning, maybe you can even do this at a coffee shop, that's gonna help you actually get better financially and get better with your spending and reducing spending if you need to. Maybe you're spending too much at bars and you're like, why don't I have money? Well, it's probably because you spent $600 at the bar or $350 eating out with your friends or whatever it may be. Everyone has different categories and quantities that they wanna allocate to different things but I wanna just get better at making sure I'm allocating money to the things that I actually wanna be allocating money to. Number 13, you might not think this is necessarily a habit, but for me, it personally is, and it's not seeking external validation. I mostly have cut out external validation or seeking external validation from my life over the course of the last like three to five years. I used to need and require so much external validation. How do I look? Does this picture look good? do I post this on Instagram should I text this or should I text that I don't care about that anymore I do what I want because I want to do it and no longer having to go out and seek external validation has made me more confident in myself and in the decisions that I do and the decisions that I make and what I mean is by this being a habit is that I have made it a habit to not seek external validation. I had previously had a habit of needing to seek external validation. And so just that small change of no longer seeking external validation has allowed me to do so many things in my life that I have wanted to do without needing to not necessarily ask for permission, but ask if it's okay. And now I'm able to do the things that I want because it's what I want and I'm confident in my decision and in my choices. Number 14 is to have a set wind down routine. And what I mean by this is, for example, me, I work a nine to five job. So my wind down routine starts after I get off work. So whether that includes me going to Pilates or going to a walk, cooking dinner, taking my dogs out, that could be part of my wind down routine. Mostly when I say wind down routine, I mean in the sense of how do I prepare myself to go to sleep for the day? How and what am I doing to help me better myself and better my sleep? So am I reading a book? Am I doing red light therapy? Am I doing a face mask? Am I washing my face? Do I need a shower? Do I need a bath? What are those things that are gonna help me feel good and get ready for the next day? It can even be as simple as setting out your work clothes or your gym clothes for the next day as well or making your breakfast or lunch for the next day. What is your wind down routine? Because your afternoon, your evening, your night helps determine how good of a day sometimes you're going to have the next day. Because if you went to bed late, that's going to inhibit you. Maybe in the morning you're going to be tired and sleepy. So by having a set wind down routine, you're really focusing on bettering yourself for the next day. With that, I kind of mentioned this, number 15 is reading before bed. 
Ever since I switched to reading before bed and not scrolling on my phone for three hours on TikTok before bed, I've been sleeping better, deeper. I've been learning so many new things. I've immersed myself into so many other stories and it's just such a nice feeling and such a fun hobby to just like pick up a book and learn something new or again, immerse yourself in a new situation or story. Number 16, I implemented this really last year when I was really focusing on my hormones and making sure my health was in check, but it's no coffee on an empty stomach. So whenever I go to the coffee shops with my parents on the weekends, we typically go early in the morning and I try to make sure I have something beforehand, whether it's some oatmeal, a banana, some yogurt, something to be in my stomach because me personally, if I have coffee on an empty stomach, I feel nauseous, I get headaches, I get like the jitters and stuff like that and that is a negative side effect because the coffee is immediately seeping into my system versus if I have a food or something in my system, in my stomach before I drink coffee, it takes longer for the coffee to hit my system and negatively impact me and how I'm feeling. Plus, it's also not good to do it on an empty stomach, especially for women, because it imbalances your hormones and your cortisol. And we want to make sure those are nice and balanced. Number 17, hot girl walks. I know I said morning steps earlier, but hot girl walks in general completely changed my life. It's such a great habit, such a great low resistance workout. If you don't feel like running, if you don't want to go to the gym, if you don't want to lift weights, if you don't want to do Pilates or cycling, going on a simple walk can completely and drastically improve your life. I'm not kidding you at all. Number 18 is do not disturb. I have do not disturb on my phone on almost all the time. I have set it so that my emergency contacts can text me and call me, but that way I am not looking at my phone and getting distracted by my phone all the time. I used to have notifications for every single app. I do not have notifications for any app besides text and calls. That is it. I've deleted so many applications on my phone. I have just made it so my phone is there in case I need it, in case I want to use it, but it no longer is something that completely and utterly distracts me and takes away all my time in the day. I also have mentioned this in the past. I have a rule called the 9 to 9 rule, which is no phone from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. That way I'm able to, you know, go into my set wind down routine and wake up nice and early and on time and refreshed and go and journal and do my morning steps and get my sunlight. Once I'm done getting ready for the day, it's around nine o'clock. And then if I need to scroll or I wanna look at something on Instagram or I need to post something, then I can do it. Number 19 is do your skincare. Start this sooner than later. I used to just be so nonchalant about my skincare. I didn't really care what products I use. I overuse products. I messed up my skin barrier. I dealt with a lot of acne. I still deal with acne. Once I found products that work for me and actually stuck to a routine and to the habit of doing my skincare, morning and night, after a night of drinking, if I went and did a workout and got super sweaty, I have been super like on point with my skincare and my skin is literally thanking me for it right now. It is glowing. My imperfections are going away. My blackheads are going away. My blemishes are going away. My hyperpigmentation is going away. Like I am just obsessed. And lastly, number 20 is implementing lots of color and variety in my diet. I used to be so picky. And when I tell you, I would mainly just eat pasta, bread, and potatoes. Like my diet was so bland. It was literally just beige. That was my diet. Now that I have been 
on my health and wellness journey for the past couple of years, like three to five years, I've implemented so many more foods and variety into my diet and I've never felt better. My skin has never looked better. My nails have never been stronger. My hair has never been shinier. I'm less bloated, less fatigued. I have more energy, literally just by adding color and variety into my diet. Fruits and veggies and protein and all these things can drastically improve your quality of life and it's just so simple and if you're picky like i was like i'm i mean i'm still somewhat picky but i eat so much now compared to what i used to eat i used to sneak in fruits and veggies i would put kale or spinach in my smoothies to make sure i was getting the good fibers and micronutrients in those veggies in those leafy greens and I didn't really taste them. That was basically how I started forcing myself to try new fruits was by sneaking them into my smoothies. If I didn't really taste a huge difference, then I would slowly get to the point where I would actually try it. And I would try it in different forms to make sure I wasn't being like biased and just giving it one chance and not liking it. I would make sure to try it in multiple different forms, whether for bananas, it was in smoothies, on my yogurt bowls, if I was doing like a peanut butter and banana sandwich, whatever it was, it was to try it in different ways to see if I liked it in different ways or preferred it in different ways over another. But that is basically it for today's episode, day three of the four better days 2024 reset and refresh. I'm so excited to talk to you guys tomorrow about the five ways to accomplish your goals, literally step by step. I'm breaking down the entire process for you guys tomorrow and then Friday we're talking all about how to glow up and be magnetic and really just elevate your energy and achieve everything that you want in this new year. So stay tuned for day four and five and with that I love you guys and I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Bye!